I deal with a weird sense of like, I don't know if it's just like existential dread about the fact that like I am a Latino person that like doesn't really interact with like that part of my culture or anything. Can you speak Spanish? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I was born in Venezuela and came here uh, when I turned six. Um, And so, yeah, like I do speak Spanish. My family is like very Venezuelan. Hell yeah. But also like it's, it doesn't really like bleed into my culture all that much either. And yeah, I just have like a weirdness around it in that like instead of, yeah, because I, I know some people uh, my age that probably had about as much or even less exposure to their like culture and just like have absolutely just like gone all the way in, like leaned in and everything. And I'm like, I don't, I've never really tried or wanted to or whatever. Like I make rock music. <laughs> I mean, rock music. I mean, there, there's definitely like some Latino roots and in, in it in a bit. Um, I think it's just kind of like America is like a melting pot, but like, yeah, my dad is a second generation. Um, he's Mexican. His dad's from Mexico. Um, I think his mom is from like maybe Northern Mexico or like South Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I can't speak Spanish and I've been around like my, um, Mexican side of my family and they, they do speak Spanish. My dad speaks fluent Spanish, but, um, yeah, it's not really anything that I've ever, like, I don't even really think about it that much. Mm. I mean, white people see me and they're like, oh, brown dude. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of like, I'm an American, you know, I, I feel like a very American person. I like American culture. I like rock and roll and American art and stuff, but. Yeah, I think Latino culture is badass. I mean, I'm about to go to Mexico City in two weeks. It's my first time going to Mexico and I'm like so excited. I I really want to go see like the temple of the moon and sun. Like it's going to be badass to like stand there and be like where this ancient Mexican civilization, like maybe my ancestors were there. I mean, it'll be pretty cool to experience that. Yeah, it is interesting. It does seem like you're far enough removed that you don't necessarily like feel the pressure. Yeah. Of it. Like, whereas my parents are fully Venezuelan, I'm fully Venezuelan. I wasn't even born here, but like, I was raised here. I'm like totally immersed in American culture. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this one like reversal that I had a couple of years ago, which is that like, whatever it is that I do is Venezuelan culture, like, regardless of like where it comes from. Um, and that's neat, but also, (laughs) uh, you also wouldn't like be able to place it, right? Like you wouldn't be able to hear my music and go, oh, that's Venezuelan music. That's not how that works. I mean, I can't even think of like a Venezuelan musical artist. I don't really know what Venezuelan music is. Are there any artists that you really like that are Venezuelan? No, because I like, that's not what I grew up with. Yeah. And so parents like like, have any like Venezuelan artists that they listen to. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. And Um, you just don't resonate with that? Yeah. Well, it's, it is kind of just like, oh, that's like my parents' music, you know? that sort of like teenage rebellion thing of like, Oh, I, I don't listen to my parents' music. That's yeah. 
<laughs> and my dad listens to Sublime and shit. Like that's his like Southern California music from his era. And I'm just like, that's dumb. But like a lot of people my age like that. I don't know, but it's yeah. just not my thing. And, and so like, yeah, culturally it is more of like a, oh, that's my parents stuff. Like I don't listen to that rather than like, oh, that's Venezuelan stuff. And like, maybe I should listen to that. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what else like Venezuelan culture like you just don't like or I mean it's not like you don't like it you just don't really even immerse yourself in it yeah it's never been my life so I mean the closest I am with Venezuelan culture is food obviously because okay. it like literally directly goes in me so <laughs> um and so arepas are like the the thing yeah. that it's good stuff um, yeah and I mean there's there's lots of things I mean just any Hispanic culture is just like rice, beans, and meat, whatever. Uh, just in different shapes. Yeah, yeah, and and whatever different containers you might put it in. So, uh, yeah, Venezuela and Colombia do the corn thing. Uh, Mexico does tortillas and yeah. just whatever variety they're in. But it's still, you know, tortilla, meat, cheese, and vegetables. Like, <laughs> when was the last time you went to Venezuela? Uh, I haven't. You haven't gone back since you were six? Yeah. Do you uh, want to go back? No. <laughs> you have no interest in going back? I would like to go to Venice. I mean, it sounds like a badass country. Well, yeah, but like they're also, I don't know how much you know about the news of just like Venezuela in general, but like, you know. I mean, they're going through a bit of an economic and political crisis, <laughs> but I mean, so are we. Yeah, not to the same extent, though. I guess so. Yeah, I like mean, you, you can go to Colombia. I mean, it's a little safer there. <laughs> um, I heard Colombia is actually, I, I don't know many people that have vacationed in Venezuela recently, but I've heard of people going to Colombia and yeah. it sounds like a very fun place. And and that's a very interesting thing, too, is that like, you know, every country has like their own like, oh, like nationalistic, like this is who we are. But also like Colombia and Venezuela are like, I mean, one, they're literally right next to each other, but culturally they're effectively the same. Uh, <laughs> and so like, I don't know to how many Venezuelans I just pissed off by saying that, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm sure even just like Northern Venezuela and Southern Venezuela yeah, probably absolutely. consider themselves very different, but yeah, I mean, I'm not really scared about going to countries like, I mean, I, I would go to Venezuela. I bet it's nice. I bet the beaches are really nice there. I mean, you could probably plan a nice trip there it's yeah but there bad. are like roving gangs of like mercenaries that will absolutely rob you at gunpoint oh dang well <laughs> i mean i guess there are in detroit too so yeah sure but like you know uh the government isn't sponsoring them and like you know dropping bombs on colleges CIA and just might be oh yeah well i mean the the government is sponsoring the gangs in venezuela like our government in the u.s is like doing everything they can to destabilize all, all these other countries. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer, man. But yeah, I want to travel as many places as I can. Venezuela sounds cool. Maybe once that shit comes down, I'll check it out. They got like the biggest waterfall in the world in Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And that's great. Like all of the, all of the things that aren't like political, like all of the people are great. All of the, uh, nature is great. All the food is great, yeah. but like, you know, the capitalism has definitely done a number on uh, a wasn't Venezuela socialist yeah. <laughs> in in the same way that like 
any country that has attempted some sort of socialist or communistic thing has been absolutely ravaged by (laughs) uh, U.S. intervention. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean. Man. Yes and no. (laughs) Uh, Is Cuba socialist? Is China socialist? But, like, yes and no, because, like, there's absolutely, like, a capitalist economy in China. Like, right. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know. It's, it's starting to be a global economy. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I'd still go to China. I can. Oh, I, I think I would rather go to China than Venezuela, honestly. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I would still go. It'd be cool. <laughs> I'll try not to get robbed, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but the other part is like getting there. Right. Yeah. So like you have to have a passport. And then, like, once you do, they're like, "Oh, in America, what are you doing there?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, right, it's just like politically, and yeah. I mean, if you look at like Venezuelan history, they like, I my mom tried to like say no to this, but like, they basically have like a military coup every like twenty years. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a lot of Central American, way. South American countries are like that. Yeah, that's not a way to live. Yeah, kind of sucks. <laughs> they're just in constant turmoil yeah and that's totally the case in, in most like South American countries dang yeah. yeah I mean I'd like to go probably Brazil would be pretty cool yeah Brazil's probably not as bad but still probably pretty bad yeah yeah <laughs> Chile would be probably pretty nice I've never heard of any political unrest going on there yeah yeah uh, Argentina has some Nazis so you'd probably want to steer, steer clear of that oh they're probably dead by now no, well, it's it's a weird thing that, like, um, so, like, during World War II, Germans took, like, political asylum in Argentina. Uh, but then, like, so the did ideology. They, like, spread it there? Yeah, the ideology spread oh, Okay, I thought so they just like, kind of, like, hit out and pretended it never happened. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay, so they were like, hey, guess what, guys? Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's, like, Argentinians that are like, oh, we're the best. And it's like, that's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's, yeah, okay, well, I mean. They're they're not trying to take over the world, and if they did, they I think they would not be very yeah. successful. So yeah, I'd go there, and I heard Argentinian beef is supposed to be really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't leave the country yet, so I mean that's the can't leave the country. Yeah, um, I'm at the moment like being held hostage by the U.S. government in that. Oh, are you like the dreamers thing? Well, yeah. So um, I have permanent residence, but like I can't leave the country until I'm a U.S. citizen, which is when I can get, like, a valid passport. Oh, dang. So you're still, like, going through citizenship and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So. How's that going? uh, I mean, right now it's just waiting because there's, like, yeah, you have to have your permanent residence for, like, a certain amount of time. This is something that, like, uh, whenever people bring up, like, immigration issues are, like, completely and entirely ignorant about and it's pretty great to like yeah i mean i have no idea i've i've never really looked yeah. into it and asked in very many questions to immigrants so. yeah yeah and it's a whole like uh i was able to get permanent residence through marriage my wife is american and so like the the <laughs> that's how that happens well, but congrats like there's on that yeah uh i mean in october we'll we'll be married three years now so Sweet. Yeah. Um, Are your parents citizens? No. (laughs) They've been living here for what? You said like 20 years? 
my dad has been like off and on like traveling, working abroad, mm -hmm. uh, maintaining his like Venezuelan passport. Um, whereas yeah, like my mom and my brothers and I have been here undocumented for a majority of the time and then DACA and then, uh, yeah, now like my oldest brother is a citizen, um, and my brother and I got our permanent residence or green card last year. So yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a whole thing. Sorry. Oh, no, no, dude. It, it's interesting. Like I'm all for like, dude, I'm a, I'm for open borders. I'm like, let people come in. Let's have, you know, immigrants, let's take refugees. Let's take like yeah. everyone. But I'm like also, and people are like, especially liberals are against this, but I'm like, I'm down for like people in the U S moving to other countries. Like I've got a friend that lives in Japan and they're like, he wants to be a citizen there, but they don't, you know, they don't want more citizens. They don't want Americans becoming citizens there. Or like I'm, I would be down to like move to Mexico city and like live there, but they're calling this gentrification. You know, they don't want rich Americans moving there and driving up the prices. And I mean, I'm like, dude, let's move. If you think a place is cool and move there. I mean, yeah. if it's safe for your family, if you have opportunities there, then by all means, it's, the world is open for everyone. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like, you know, there's all of the other political complications surrounding yeah, that and like cultural sucks. complications. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> it's some bullshit, but I mean, I, I want to travel and get around as much as I can. Yeah. If, if you fall in love with the country, then I think that you should, you know, do whatever you can to become a citizen there. Yeah. Um, but each specific place has its own like set of hurdles that yeah. you have to jump over to be able to do the thing. Yeah. yeah if you want to become like a Mexican citizen, I don't know who, who you'll have to pay off. Uh, I think it'd be pretty easy. I just think people are like not happy about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just kind of like the fact that like people with money are moving into Mexico city and they're rising up the rent prices and, you know, forcing poor people out. And, you know, these are neighborhoods that these people have lived in for, you know, generations. And I mean, yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks, but, um, I mean, we have immigrants moving here too, and they're starting their culture here. And I, I like that. I mean, I like having more diversity. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's interesting. I think people should check out different cultures and, you know, experience yeah. it. It'll, it'll open up your worldview. Yeah. I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about just like how to make that happen like politically and economically. Cause that, that is the hard thing is that like most people are broke, right? Like I can't afford to move to California as opposed to affording to move even just like anywhere at all right now. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. These, like I just like a slightly bigger house. I can't afford that shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but like, you know, all the other systems in play that contribute to the fact that like us little people can't just be mobile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you work remote. So, I mean, technically you could live wherever and keep doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm economically locked in yeah. to where I am. Uh, so like our landlords don't raise rent as much as like if we were to move into a different place where rent is already like there is no 
other place we can get rent this cheap. Right. And so we're like economically locked in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of the same, but I mean, I bought my house a few years ago. Yeah. So like, I mean, we were just tired of paying high rent prices. We we're yeah. just like, fuck this. Let's buy a house and like looked into it and like we had enough money saved. We're like, let's do it. Yeah. And then like, I guess buying then was pretty smart. Cause like my house is like, pretty cheap comparatively to like how it is now. And like my house is like worth $60,000 more than what I bought it for, which is crazy. (laughs) But I mean, still I can't even, I couldn't afford a nicer house. Mm. I can move into a shittier house if I wanted to (laughs) and walk away with a little bit of cash in my pocket. But I think I'll probably just hold on to my house and keep living there. It's, it's all right. Yeah. Um, I appreciate how chill you are about everything because like, at the same time, yeah, like I do try to balance the the equanimity of like, yeah, like stuff's pretty nice. Like I get to work from home and that's yeah, that's really that's dope. Cool. Like I, I don't have to leave my house if I don't want to. I don't spend a, a bulk of my time commuting, for example. I uh, don't spend hardly at all, like anything on gas. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So like that's super nice. Yeah. And also privilege. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm economically locked in. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you, you can't leave the country either. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's things that are way out of my control that I can be very angry about. And there's lots of times where I am very angry about it. Uh, but then also it's just like, uh, man, you got a roof over your head. You got a music studio. I think these seems like you got it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's how I always try to look at it. There's always downsides, yeah. but I mean, grass is always greener, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to I guess to go back to the the like cultural thing, uh do you experience a difference of like being a brown dude? Does that affect your experience at all? Kind of depends on who I'm dealing with. Sure. Some people, you know, and they they're like, I'm you know, people will be like, I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. But you know, they they don't see me as just a person. They see me as a brown person, Yeah, yeah. you know, or they'll make like, it, you know, it's usually like fucking boomers, like yeah. people that think they're being funny. Like, Oh, are you going to get a taco? Huh? You know, like yeah. that kind of shit's dumb. And my dad deals, he's dealt with it his whole life. And it's just kind of like, okay, you're stupid and you're not funny. And like, yeah, I definitely deal with people like that. Um, but I mean, really, what can you do? Like, that's just how they see people. They just see people by color and like, most people are chill, especially like people of our generation. I think they have friends that are all different ethnic backgrounds yeah. and religious backgrounds and different, you know, whatever. Um, and really you can choose to be a person that judges people and is an asshole, or you can choose to be a person that is interested in other people's cultures and finds it, you know, cool and likes people of different that aren't the same as them. I don't want to hang out with a bunch of people like me all day. I'd be bored as shit. You know? Um, I, and I'm also not an argumentative person either. So if like someone tells me this is their beliefs in life, I'm just like, okay, that's cool. Unless it's just like, I think we should kill all the Brown people But I'm like, okay, I'm going to never talk to you again. You psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, do you just not engage? Um, I mean, it just depends on the level of hate, you know, (laughs) if they're like 
active like person that like wants like if it's like a cop that like wants to kill all the black people in the world i'm just like uh yeah that guy needs to go to jail like right now but like if it's a you know just someone that just makes like a dumb mexican joke to me i'm just like okay you're an asshole i mean i what what can you do or it's it's someone like that makes an offhanded thing like i went when i first met my partner's mother um i went to their family christmas party and she like this was not a hateful thing at all she just said um oh we do things a little different here we're not gonna have any like fajitas or anything for you and they're like it's christmas they're eating like turkey and shit and i was just like oh okay <laughs> and like my partner like she cringed um but then like i sat down and i just tried to make a joke about it and i was just like oh this is really good stuff what do you call this shit and she was just like <laughs> and she was like mad she was just like i can't even she was like you don't have to be a smart ass <laughs> i was like okay i was just trying to lighten the mood but i mean some people really especially people that haven't been around like other cultures a lot they don't know and then you know it's just kind of like naive and stupid of them but and i'm sure people put their foot in their mouth especially if they start drinking and stuff older people don't yeah. really know what to say i i do think that we could all lighten up yeah. <laughs> uh that like to be mad at like that thing yeah. to be like genuinely mad at that thing is like it's not worth it just have a sense of humor yeah if you say something stupid, just be like, oh, that was, I don't even know why I said that. That was so dumb of me. You yeah. know, like, just don't be insensitive and don't, like, make assumptions about people for one, mm. you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think the other hard part is, like, who to engage with? Because it's like, yeah, if it is, like, your partner's parents, you have to engage with them. Like you're required to yeah. for a certain amount of time forever. Yeah. <laughs> they also like all got in a circle and like started praying and holding hands. And I was just like, I'm just not going to participate in this. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you like, did you do the hand holding? Cause I, I do a, whenever prayer happens, I will just like, all right, yeah. Let me like, you know, when in Rome, hold hands, bow head. But like, as the prayer is happening, I'm actually just meditating. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on the situation. I can't remember that exact situation, but, um, yeah. When like people were like, bow your heads to pray. Like, I'm just, I don't just stand there and be like, no, I'm not doing this. That's just me. And, like hum loud, you know, while they're, right, right. no, I would never do that. I'm just kind of like, okay, that's their thing. I mean, I'll be quiet and I'll chill. Right. Yeah. And again, just like people need to lighten up. Like, <laughs> like don't be offended by that. People, sometimes it makes people feel good to pray over their meal yeah <laughs> whatever man uh or in in yeah like a more public type setting or whatever is it's it's not a big deal to be like well not everyone here is it's like well, yeah I, like well, turn it down dude yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah um i don't know and it's also weird because you know we deal with political division in these days oh, it's yeah. a big deal um but also I'm not around those people all the time. So I like, I don't even like, I can say that like, Oh, this is how we like should be better about these things. And I talk about that a lot, but like at the same time, I'm not, I work from home. I don't engage with anyone. Yeah. I guess you're not really around it. I mean, I have like family members that are like big conservatives and I don't even think they really know, you know, they're just like, 
my grandpa and his brother are truck drivers. So like, that's just their culture. And they don't, I just think they're kind of ignorant. And, you know, my grandpa's not really that big into it, but like his brother's like big, like watches Fox news and he's totally like consumed by it. And I think that like, I don't think he really even knows much about that shit. He just knows what he sees on TV and has been fed. And it's just like, you know, that's partially misinformation and partially like his livelihood and his job. You know, he gets pissed off and goddamn Biden's raising the diesel prices because you know Biden's in there. He's president. He's just like, yeah, let's, let's raise diesel prices. Seems like a good, good way to handle things. Yeah. I mean, critical thinking is definitely lacking all around. Yeah. Uh, it's like, why is this president control gas prices? Is that how that works? And then, I mean, I guess there's a chain of events that can lead to it, but I don't know. People like to fucking point the blame on the president. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest Biden fan. I don't have a Biden sticker on the back of my car, but nobody's a Biden fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'm like, I'm not bitching about anything. I didn't really bitch that much about Trump shit. I'm just like, okay, I mean, he's a dumbass, mm. but like, what can I, what can I do? I mean, I, sure, sure. people get mad and I, I can say this now, but I don't even fucking vote, man. Yeah. I really mean it, it, it doesn't really make much of a difference to me. Mm. I can't vote. So like that's, yeah. A, <laughs> so yeah, no, that could be offensive to you. You're like, man, you got the right to vote and you don't even use it. I mean, you, you have the right to not vote. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll do something more productive with my time. I'll go play video games or something. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's definitely also just like, if it were easier to vote, like maybe more people would. Yeah. Last time I voted, I actually did vote in the last presidential election. Um, but like I ended up standing in line. I was like an hour and a half late for work. Um, yeah, it was kind of a fucking pain in the ass and the person I voted for didn't win in this state. So yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's the, that's why people don't vote. That's why people don't getting yeah if I, live, I mean if there was an election that was coming up and is like 50 50 which it looks like the governor election is going to be like that this year i probably will vote i mean when it's when it's close and my vote will make a difference then hell yeah i'm going to be out there but like if it's like you know like most elections here in oklahoma where it's just like red candidate versus a slightly less red candidate <laughs> i'm just like what the fuck i don't like either one of them i'm not participating in this shit yeah <laughs> No, yeah, and I mean, I, it's not up to me to, like, get mad at people who, like, have their reasons. I don't know. So, <laughs> here here comes this old chestnut again. I don't believe in free will. So, like, the, the blame, like, doesn't matter. <laughs> because, it's like, it's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault. Uh the blame yeah, what do you mean by that uh like oh like trump is bad and he's a bad person yeah. and it's like no there's a very complicated set of things that led for like that man to exist and like i don't blame him for being the terrible person that he is like we should just try and contain the damage you know yeah for sure i don't know do you think that like he has some sort of like secret white supremacist agenda that like he's trying to nah. you don't think so no i don't know man i think maybe there could it's it it seems kind of like i don't know people like like to put all these conspiracy theories but in the same way like that like it, i don't know people above the age of 70 are just like 
chronically racist. Yeah. Like it's. And it's not even really a hate thing with a lot of people, you know, but I mean, I guess in some cases it definitely is. Like, so like the Central Park Five, for example, this is like specifically Donald Trump was like, oh yeah, these kids did it. And it's like, why? Like. Okay, so he wants attention. Like, we just know that's one of the core tenets of his personality. Yeah, I think that's really what it all comes down to. Uh, <laughs> but, but also, it's it's not like some, like, complex political ploy or whatever. It's just, like, he thinks that the black people did it because that's just, like, naturally from the time that he came from. Like, that's just how it was. That's how he was raised. And so it's, like, he, he needs to say something about it. And he can say something about it. He's so also he from, like really rich like old money so you know how do how do we know there aren't like some sort of like secret underground society where they are like actually planning these things like systematically like we want to oppress people that are not white we want we do not want those them to have people money. are yeah those I, people I, are. I mean he might be part of that and he's, he, he, he's a puppet you know controlled by those people yeah i mean i i think that that's very likely yeah and like he's part of these secret societies that are like I don't, this, these are like conspiracy theories and stuff, but I mean, it seems possible, you know, it seems like it really is like he has some agenda to actually like hurt black and brown people. Yeah. Uh, yes, but not like consciously. Yeah. I mean, I I think it could be consciously. Cause like, these are just the policy, like the system itself is racist. Yeah. And so, like, people just interacting within the system and having certain goals within said system are just upholding the racist quo. goals. Yeah. Like, and so, uh, <laughs> there's this book uh, called Racism Without Racist. I haven't read it, but even just, like, the idea of racism without racist, and you just, like, apply that to things. It's just like, yeah, there there is racism and you don't necessarily have to be a racist to like contribute to racism. Um, and that's maybe it's a complex thing for people to grasp, but like, I think more people just need to hear that sentence of just like, there can be racism without racists. And it's like, you're not racist, but you are contributing to it. And it's like, you don't necessarily have to like tell your partner's mom that like saying that, fajitas I mean, at Christmas is not like that, that is racist though I mean it's not hateful like it right. wasn't she wasn't trying to hurt me and it wasn't like it, it's just like it, it is racist though like yeah. you, you're making assumptions about people sure but it's not like it's not she's not a white supremacist right exactly not like actively she's not like you know in her closet there's not like clan robes i certainly hope so how do you know in trump's closet there like in the basement of mar-a-lago there isn't some fucking cross burning yeah but they probably belong to his dad and not him yeah i don't know man (laughs) because it's just like it's not cool to be in the kkk right now it's not cool to be when i mean i guess maybe there was a time it was cool but no yeah absolutely um birth of a nation was like the most the big blockbuster film in the 20s and like it the KKK were the the heroes, the superheroes in that movie. And it was like, you know, they had like screenings of it in the White House. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I didn't know about that. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, it was totally cool to be in the KKK. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucked up, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like the system itself is like, we've built this racist system. Mm-hmm. 
and like eat all of you can murder all the racists, but the racist system will still yeah. be here. It's going to take a lot to dismantle that shit. Yeah. And that's the that's the challenge, right? Like you, telling <laughs> again, telling your partner's mom that fajitas for Christmas is like a racist thing is not going to dismantle oh, no, and all it's really going to do system. is piss them off and make them like double down on it so like you can't call someone out when they say some shit like that because then it's just going to make them mad and you know make them feel uncomfortable yeah you know and that's not the way to solve the problem yeah you're really just going to be like oh uh, okay yeah. and like that's that's all you can really do your time it's just like make them just like don't say that again that was stupid and don't don't like pull them aside and be like that was not okay like don't even do that like don't don't make them feel bad because then they're gonna be like i i'm not racist i would never say you know it's just gonna like that's that's like the worst thing you could do is like call someone out in that situation because like that's like white people hate to be called racist <laughs> like it's they do not want to be labeled as a racist right. Like you said, it's not cool to be in the KKK. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not vogue to to do so. But like, you know, it's in certain circles, it's cool to like trigger the libs. So like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so I don't know, like, I think your approach was actually a good one to just yeah. be like, oh, what, what is this turkey? You know, it's like, it might actually make them question. It's like, oh, I, I was being prejudiced there, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, without necessarily challenging them or anything. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to. Oh man. And I have friends too that like, if you just like say something, uh, you know, slightly off of, you know, liberals that love to correct people mm. and they just love to be argumentative. And I'm just like, yo, like people aren't, just going around like being hateful. Like, yeah, maybe people slip up and say some things that aren't PC, but like, I'm not down with the PC police type shit. I don't necessarily mind it. Like in the same way of just what you said on the last episode, it's just like, if you don't want to be wrong, you can just like, Oh crap, my bad. Yeah, and like, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a big thing, mm -hmm. but like, we all have to like, collectively not make a big thing about it and it's just like hey these are my pronouns so like oh cool thanks yeah straight up like if you have pronouns just like throw them out before you meet someone you know like or if you have like preferred pronouns yeah and so it's like it's not a big deal to correct someone and it's also not a big deal to be corrected yeah exactly <laughs> but like just just leave it at that like it doesn't have to be a thing you can just like, yeah just like let it go just treat people with respect it's not a big deal that's another thing my dad is just like i don't get these pronouns I'm like what's you don't get them like he's, he's like they is they is multiple people this is like i i always use this example it's like oh what is your name uh all right can i call you bitch it's like no don't call me that it's like okay it's that easy to just like yeah. treat someone with respect. And it's like, I would prefer that you referred me as what I prefer to yeah, be called as. Exactly. Or if someone just like makes a dumb nickname that you don't like, just be like, uh, yeah, don't call me that. That's stupid. Yeah. I have a weird thing about, uh, Santi. I don't like being called Santi. And it's like a, a, I have to like tell the story every time there's the second album by the Academy is, is called Santi. And they did that because there was like, a bully in high school that like a 
would yeah i would fuck with them and like made their life hell and the band actually started like calling things santi like ironically is cool um but like they were referring to like this asshole bully and i was like it's not even about like whoever is calling me santi that i'm like oh you're calling me because nobody knows what that is but it like it bothers me so like please don't call me santi it's whatever do you have any nicknames no (laughs) you don't have any uh there are like three people that call me egg and it's more that I can't do anything about it. <laughs> uh, and that's just because from like a progressive bastardization of my name, Santiago, Santiago, Salty Ego, Ego, Egg. Oh, okay. Yeah, we do that to our cats. And just <laughs> the nicknames just have evolved into meaningless n- yeah, yeah. names. Yeah. But they don't have a preference, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I can call them whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Sometimes I call them he, sometimes I call them she. I mean, they're they're cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even, you they're can't even, yeah, you can't even tell if they're a boy or a girl either way. They look like stuffed animals. Yeah. I don't have uh, preferred pronouns. Uh, yeah, I don't either. And so, like, you can call me she or they or whatever. I was like, yeah. cool. Yeah, but don't call me Santi. <laughs> okay. Well, I will not. Uh, And that's, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Just Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know, anyone making a big deal out of anything is already giving it too much time and energy. Exactly. They're just trying to be argumentative. Yeah. Some people like to argue. And the people around you, like your friends or acquaintances are not the people that are perpetuating like patriarchal and racist systems so like they're not i mean i don't know i don't know if you're friends with very powerful people but like i'm not so if (laughs) if i was friends with a very powerful person if i was friends with joe rogan i would be like hey you know whenever you say something it might be like off the cuff and whatever to you but this is reaching millions of people and so like you know you seem to be wielding your power unwisely and you got to be kind of careful with that. Yeah. Uh, for just like a friend or acquaintance or family member, it's not, it's, it's not a big deal. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I'll try to correct them, but if they're just going to be stuck in their ways and they're just being fucking dicks, <laughs> you know, like I think our small interactions matter. Yeah. Um, and that's the hard part is then, yeah, engaging with people. Like, how do you get other people to change? You don't. Yeah. Uh, Just, I guess, make them feel stupid. <laughs> does it, though? Like, does it get them to change? I guess it depends on the situation and the person, man. It, it all really depends. Because, I mean, yeah, there is instances of just, like, social embarrassment. Yeah, but, like, that, that's kind of what it all comes down to. But, I mean, shame can be a powerful tool in the wrong direction as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like, for the longest time, like, fat shaming has been just, like, popular and cool and good. And then now we're starting to see it's like, hey, that doesn't actually help. And it doesn't really make anyone feel better anyways. It doesn't actually reduce whatever sort of problem if you want to classify it as a problem. And so it's like, maybe it's up to the individual to decide what they want to do with their body. And making them feel bad about it isn't going to change that. Yeah. I mean, making people feel bad in any situation is not really cool. Yeah. But 
<laughs> shame is a powerful social tool, yeah. right? And so, <laughs> uh, to the guy who you were just like shitting on Blink One Eighty Two to, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And also to that guy, he was like, "What's oh, a big fuck. deal now to he's him?" Like, now, is Blink One Eighty Two even that good? Like, yeah, he's do just I... like I'm it, like he's attacking me for liking them. <laughs> yeah, and it, to me it was just a joke. To me it was just like, oh yeah, fuck. I mean, they're like, I mean, I I can go off on like why I think it's funny for them to be your favorite band. Sure. But, I mean, they're, they're not a bad band. They're yeah. they're fine. But it's just kind of like yeah, they're kind of like music that like a, seems like a teenager would listen to. And that's like that was my my whole thing. And he's just like, now you're personally coming after me and saying that, you know, and I'm just like, no, dude, like don't don't take it personal. I'm just drunk and I'm trying to be funny. But sure. But like, you know, it is powerful, right? Yeah, to like to like, make someone be like, oh crap, am I like, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. You can get people like tripped out and like, yeah, I never want to do that. I felt so bad too. I was just like, sure, dang sure. it. And I thought about it for the next couple of days, but I was also like, yeah, shit. Fuck. His favorite band's Liquid A2. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel too That's bad. It's like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. To them, it's not a, like it shouldn't be a big deal and to you it shouldn't be a big deal it's like everyone needs to stop making a big deal about anything it's like my favorite band is radiohead and like there's tons of people that would totally be like ah that whiny like trash like just some bleep loops and some whiny falsetto and it's like yeah that's totally yeah i love that yeah i i mean i get i have so many friends that love radiohead but i don't like it i just I i'm not into it man it's just not my thing and like i got a lot maybe of maybe there's something wrong them. with you huh maybe, for not that's, like dude, that's what i thought for a while i was like what do i i, I gave him a chance i listened to every radio hop album i've tried i just don't like tom york's voice and sometimes I feel like their shit's kind of soulless. Like their music just feels empty to me. I feel like there's something missing. And like people get so mad, but like I've tried. I have tried to let, like by like the type of music that I like and all the other bands that I like, I should like Radiohead. But it, no, I don't like them. I don't think the music works for me. Yeah, that's fine. If it's not worth your time, like don't. don't try it, I've given them my time. I've yeah, given yeah. them my time, but uh, <laughs> no, I just don't like it. Yeah. And I could like say it was like, oh, there's like an intellectual musical complexity. I was like, oh, if you look at the lyrics, that's your like, that's not. No, I mean, I'm doing that to you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can, that's the thing. At least I'm not ignorant on it. At least I like gave it a chance, you yeah. know? Like, and I think that's important. Like, if you, you can't just say, oh, they suck, fuck them, mm-hmm. you know? I look, Blink 182 is the first concert I ever went to. Yeah. But I was in third grade. <laughs> so, and like it's kind of kids music you keep roasting that guy I keep, I, see and like i keep coming back to it and like that's the thing i'm just like i'm he's gonna be listening to this podcast he's like god damn motherfucker he's going after me again <laughs> but i mean it's so this is something that i do and i just like i just question the turtles all the way down like and, and so it's like why is liking juvenile things a bad thing it's not i mean if, yeah exactly yeah there's nothing wrong with that and it's like so why do you value having like a higher intellectual age it's like why is being smart good either like is and this is like a whole it's so like it's going way too deep on a thing that doesn't have to be but also at the same time it's like yeah question your values why do you even care yeah exactly seriously why do you care like just you like what you like, man. You can like some real fucking crazy shit. But and then uh, other people like things just because it's complicated and they want to seem like an intellectual, yeah. you know? 
I mean, I like Steely Dan and I feel like you can make fun of Steely Dan fans for like being pseudo intellectuals and liking that fucking nerdy ass rock that's perfected and with the lyrics. But I think that is cool. I think they put a lot of effort into it. And I don't know. I like that. But you can you can definitely roast some Dan fans and I get it. I'll just laugh about it. I mean, I got a sense of humor about that, but people, some people don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. Tool is one of my favorite bands. I'm like, Oh, Tool is so roastable. (laughs) Yeah, they totally are. But dude, I have mad respect for Tool. Like Tool is fucking, I mean, they kick ass. I don't like them at all, (laughs) but they dude, they, they're badass. I mean, I guess I, I like some Tool songs. I'm not going to say I don't like them at all. They're, they're good, but it's not definite. It is definitely not something I listen to. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) So then now that we just got into this, like we somehow went from the, race into uh musical taste but uh <laughs> what is yeah like what defines your musical taste like what is the fine wine musically to you like what is it that really i think just like it's just good music i like music that's good i listen to straight up i listen to all kinds of stuff like anything i listen to country i listen to electronic music i listen to rap i listen to rock i listen to f- you know, Middle Eastern music. I listen to Japanese music. I listen to, you know, Latin jazz. I listen to it all. And, um, really there are some songs come on. I'm like, that's trash. Turn that shit off. (laughs) And there's some shit that I'm just like, this is interesting. And I like interesting music, you know, music that is melodic and music that is, it doesn't have to be fun. I like sad music. I like angry music. And, um, I don't really like metal very much. It's, I don't like people that scream. I don't like the monster voice shit. It's not, not my cup of tea, but, um, yeah, if that's, if that's your cup of tea, then have a good time drinking it. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm more trying to like dig down to like, what is it that like really makes it? Cause I don't know to me, uh, yeah, I like tool and Radiohead because they are like smart and I like the complexity and the layers of complexity and the, the ways in which, you know, this thing contributes to that. And like this idea can be a greater thematic element for the whole. And like, that's, that's cool and interesting to me. And the amount of work it takes to do that is really admirable. And so I like that. Uh, and also I like harsh noise. And so it's just like, Hey, we, put a metal zone into a metal zone yeah into that's another like metal no zone. thought at all that's, yeah, that's yeah. nothing interesting it's great it sounds it's awful. fun it's yeah amazing. It's, yeah so yeah i mean i'm i'm down for any of that yeah you know but i also like you know the shags i like fucked up <laughs> terribly written music i like wesley willis you know like rock and roll mcdonald's i like to goof off and listen to badly written music but do you listen to the shags like do you just like Jam go out, about like, your day yeah and just like put on no. No, okay. Yeah. It's not it's definitely like a, a mental experiment yeah. to be like, how can I enjoy this? But <laughs> Yeah, I guess I like I'm not driving around listening to Trout Mask Replica in my car. Um but yeah, I mean I like I'd throw that on and be like, Okay, yeah, this it, it's fun to just explore it, but it's definitely not like vibe music. It's not like hang out with my buddies and like put it on. Um but, you know, again, there's like a lot of things like I don't be hanging out with my friends and put on Kate Bush either. But I like that shit. Um, I guess there's just a time and place for it. 
you could hang out with your friends and put on cake bush. I guess you can now. Like, yeah, it's so yeah, Stranger now. Things did. <laughs> yeah, uh, back in the day, I was just like, yeah, you put on some cake bush, your homies be looking at you like, what the fuck? I I have uh, <laughs> like sometimes I'll put on clipping in the background, and it's just like, like what is what is that sound? It's like, oh, it's it's clipping. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, at work one time I put on a hundred gex and oh yeah that all <laughs> coworkers were furious <laughs> and I, I knew it was coming but like yeah, I was pissed because they had like played like Tyler Childers and like John Moreland and nothing against those red dirt artists like they're cool but like five albums back to back I was like fuck this they're getting some gex <laughs> so like I would put it on and everyone just like one of my coworkers goes and puts on headphones and they're like all pissed off they're like who did this who did this I'm like you're offended about this but we just listened to Tyler Childers for five fucking hours <laughs> like come on yeah and I mean do you <laughs> so that's the thing it's like do you put on 100 gex to like jam out um, I have honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really, it depends on the context. If I'm feeling it, then fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I don't like get home from work, make a drink and lay on the couch and listen to hundred gags. No, I do not do that. <laughs> that's, that's definitely not the vibe. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just feeling some death grips to vibe out. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I have yet to put on death grips at work. I want to, but I'm just like waiting for the right day and time. And like, I can't just be like, it goes, it goes, it goes. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes the work environment needs to just. Dude, they put on metal and shit. Like they put on some stuff like that. I mean, I, it wouldn't be against the law to do it. And one day I will, but like, they're not going to be happy. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. They're going to skip it or something. They're going to be like, who put this shit on? Yeah. And then like my homie is going to be like, yo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. What are your guilty pleasures then? Like the stuff that you're, that you are like, man, this is pretty garbage or like thoughtless music, but like, man, I, I will put it on. Guilty pleasures. Man, I guess I'd have to like, oh, uh, dude, like I love nineties country. Like, I love some George Stray. I love Garth Brooks. Like, but I also think the production on 90s country is so fucking cool. Country production even now is like great. Everything sounds like so impeccable. It's, yeah, it's I'm, not admirable. Into, I'm not super into like modern country, but like, no, it's awful. <laughs> like 80s and 70s country is cool. And like, it's very like, very like classic country. But like 90s country just has like such weird like reverb and like vocal layerings and stuff like i just love the production and I'm, i grew up listening to that stuff too but i love brooks and dunn i love uh faith hill i mean i love tim mcgraw all that shit like cool stuff yeah but that's also like crossover country like it's yeah, not country like pop. yeah yeah so i mean you can get down with that but it's like it's not gonna upset most people either Oh, some people get upset. They're like, I hate all country. But I think that's close-minded. I mean, it's the same as people that hate rap. It's just like, quit being fucking dumb. Just listen to it. Like, it's good music. Except for this one really racist rapper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a racist country artist. I'm not going to listen to any music that says the N-word in it. Or, I mean, in it, like a white person saying it, I guess. Hard R. <laughs> Uh, like Guns N' Roses, I think, have a song that they use hard R, and I'm just like, I can't listen to them ever again. So you don't separate out from the artist. <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, like, 
Ariel Pink, like one of my favorite artists, and like he was at the Trump rally. Hmm. Like ironically, or I don't know. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I I guess maybe he needs to do. He was on Tucker Carlson. Like the the left has abandoned me. You know. Ah, oh, well, that's just that's a different reason, I guess. Like, like Ice Cube was on Fox News uh, on Trump's like first election. So it was like. I mean, Kanye wears the MAGA hat too. Yeah. This is Santiago from the future. As a disclaimer for the words that I'm about to say, uh, this episode was recorded in mid-September and so we're about to see just how terribly wrong I was I don't know if he still does I think now he's he's seen the error of his ways he's you think he has he's come down from the I think he's one of those people that just likes to double down you know like get called out on it and just do provocative shit just to be provocative well the thing about like (laughs) bipolar disorder is that like you know doubling down on things whenever you're in that and then like you know backing off a little yeah wise. you come down and it's like oh gosh i did some things oh yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean if if you're down to wear the maga hat then i'm not gonna be hanging out with you i'm not gonna take you if you show up we're like we're gonna go hang out tonight and you like show up with the maga hat i'm like dude <laughs> i don't care if that's your shit but like take that off we're not you're not going in there with me if you're wearing that I mean, whatever, man. But that's the thing is like, I don't associate with those people. Yeah. I don't think I do. Unless they're like closeted. I don't. But so yeah. Engaging with these people again, it's like, we say that like, oh yeah, we should totally like reach out and like bridge the gap and all that sort of stuff. And like, that's, you know, I ask the, how do we reduce the division question every time? And people are like, yeah, we should just like listen to each other. But it's like, when have you actually sat down and been like, these are my grievances. I don't like the trans people. And it's like, why? Let me, let me hear you out. Let me see what you're, worried about and then we can talk about it and it's like have you actually done that have any of us (laughs) and like some people have and it's like it's hard it takes a lot of work yeah Uh, i mean i guess my dad kind of like he he told me he was a trump supporter for a while and i was like i kept like questioning him like what do you like about him like do you not see like the racist shit and the shit he says like and he doesn't agree with the you know any of that but i really think it just comes down to like you know, he's more of like a physical conservative, sure. you know, and he, he likes more of the economic ideas and stuff. And uh, who knows, man? Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't mean that you have to buy a MAGA hat. Like there's, there's a no. wide gap between. <laughs> there are the guys that are just like vote for Trump and then don't talk about it, you know? And then they're definitely like the dudes that hang the fucking Trump 2020 sign in their yard. Yeah. Just like all about it. Like, okay, you've committed yeah. to the lifestyle. But are we hearing their grievances out? I'm not talking to them, man. Right. But like, those are the people that kind of need it the most. Like the people who... Dude, those are the people that are just not going to hear it the most. You try to talk to them, they're not going to... They're so violently for this thing because their grievances haven't been heard. Um, I think we all know what their grievances are. (laughs) Do we? Because... I think, you know, uh, the truck drivers that were like doing the COVID thing, like 
they they're worried about the fact that like they might be broke if more of these policies keep happening. And that's like a genuine valid fear. Like the people didn't come to Trump for nothing. Like it was a wave that was happening for a long time. Like these yeah, people got true. here somehow and yeah, they have valid concerns about like, I'm worried about the economy and like these things haven't really been benefiting me. And so like all of these people are so worried about like pronouns that they're not worried about the fact that like I might, you know, not have a paycheck in the next few years because of this thing. Uh, and they're not listening to me. And honestly, I sympathize with that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but I don't use any they, them pronouns. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's the difference. Like I, I don't care enough to do what, where that is like, just treat people with respect. It's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, maybe, maybe democratic candidates should spend a little less time on pronouns and a little more time on the things that actually affect all of us. This is actually something I've been talking to my wife about. Um, uh, I listened to uh, the Lex Friedman podcast, which is like, I'm unfamiliar. He's, he's pretty like center right. I would say, okay. uh, He's in those like Joe Rogan circles as well. And I used to listen to Joe Rogan and became exclusive to Spotify. And so I was like, I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. And that's like really the you only reason. Spotify? Uh, I listen to podcasts on Apple podcasts. And so it was like, that's, you know, I don't actually necessarily have a problem with listening to Joe Rogan. I have a problem with the fact that like, Oh, darn, I don't get to listen to those interesting guests anymore. Yeah, he does uh, have good guests. I mean, I'm not a big Joe Rogan guy at all, but. <laughs> right, but like, uh, one, yeah, how willing are we to just like absorb those opinions? Uh, but yeah, uh, Lex Friedman has a bunch of just like influential tech bros. Like he had Mark Zuckerberg a while back. Um he had Ray Kurzweil on most recently. Uh, Ray Kurzweil, one, made the keyboards, the Kurzweil keyboards. That's his namesake. But also he's like, oh, the singularity is coming in like 2049 and like we will be able to put our consciousness into a computer and that sort of stuff. Uh, Dang. Yeah. Uh, you going to do that whenever you can upload your brain? You gonna, you're going to be in first in line? It's not the same thing. Uh, should I take this tangent? Are we taking this tangent? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, teleportation kills the original body and just creates a copy. You die, and the one that goes on the other side. Oh, okay, so it's a new. Is, it's just a copy. Yeah, it's not the real you. The copy doesn't know, but like your consciousness is not. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Like, yeah, yeah. So in that same way, like whenever you put your brain in a computer. Like it's just a, it's a, you're still stuck in this body. Yeah. Like we are the emergent property. Like consciousness is just still here, and then there's another. You don't think one it'll ever be possible computer. to take this out? We don't even know what it is. Yeah. Like this. This is the thing that like so. Sam Harris is another like, uh, 
person, uh, intellectual that I well, how listen are they, to. How are they able to store it if, if they don't know what it is? You know, how are they able yeah, to copy it? Yeah, how are they going to be able to copy it? Yeah, they call it the hard problem of consciousness. It's like, yeah. what even is it? Like, I how? Feel like when they finally come up to a point where they can actually make a real copy of it, they'll know what it is. You know, they'll be able to maybe take it out. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just going to be like a fucked up, not real version, you know? Is it ever like, <laughs> are you, are you even the real version of you right now? That's a, a anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on the time of day and if I've had my coffee in the morning. Right. You know? So, I mean, we are, our consciousness is like the emergent properties of like whatever the hell our brain is and like also our gut and also our sensory input and all of these things. Like we're not just like, we're not our brain. We're also not our body. We're also not the seer behind our eyes. Like it's a whole slew of things that is and isn't us, whatever a me is. There is no self. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, do you can put that in the computer? Like it's not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, sorry. I've, <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> no, I've, I've thought about it too. And like, I don't know um, if I'm just saying like, if it, if they do have the technology, if it happens, like you can take it out and put it in a machine and basically live forever. Are you down? Like, or do you want to just like die in this body? Oh yeah. I mean, if, if possible, like, yeah, the, if, if the question is just, would I? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, why not? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know for sure if I would or not. Because you still have the option to like opt out afterwards. You can choose to die once you're already immortal. I guess that's true. Or I mean, I mean, like at the end of time or when energy runs out and there's nothing to sure. power these machines, it's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you can, you can opt out of life. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm, I've had enough of this. Right. I'm not saying that like suicide is like the option, but like I'm trying to tell people not to commit suicide. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but uh, like. I mean like deleting yourself when you're. Yeah. Yeah. Once your brain is in the, in the thing, you can. Yeah, it's like a thousand years have gone by and you're like, I'm good. I think I, I think I got it. Unless your homies made a copy of you. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, but like, again, what is the you? Yeah. And it's like, whatever this experiencer is, can opt out. <laughs> uh, anyways, going back to Lex Friedman, all of these like, public intellectuals and tech bros and stuff are like focused on like, Oh yeah. AI and like colonizing Mars and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm totally into sci-fi and everything. And I think like the frontiers of technology are really awesome, but also like most people are worried about money and like surviving to next year, next decade, whatever, like, most people either can't like buy a house or like get an affordable rental or like get 
car. Like we're not be most people aren't able to like move up in the world right now. Um, and like, Oh dude, really, rich people don't give a shit about that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then like, they're going to dude, whenever they do move to Mars, they're leaving all those fuckers on the planet. Right. Exactly. And I so mean, we're like, going to be out here in the desert. We're going to be like, okay, well, well this is, this is what we got. This, yeah. They left it for us. And so like, it's totally cool that like people are really interested in like the future of AI and technology and all that stuff. But it's like, maybe you could spare a thought and all of this like intellectual power and like data and information and all that stuff to solve the problem that affects most people. How's that benefit Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> it doesn't, man. Right, he exactly. Doesn't give a fuck. Elon Musk, he doesn't give a shit about, you know, people's everyday needs. He wants to go to Mars, man. But but I do think that these people like they kind of do care. Like they they think that what they're doing is for us. Right? Like they they I think mean it's for mankind. It's not for us. You know, Joe down the road. Yeah. Um, but when they like imagine mankind, they will also imagine like, oh yeah, Joe down the road will totally benefit from it's more like generations from now, mankind. It's not sure. like the people living here now, like they don't care about those yeah. problems. So, I mean, I don't know, like there's a path, right? Like, and, and we can, we can colonize Mars with one path, which is just like, leave all the poor behind. They don't deserve to live. Uh, <laughs> or there's like the, maybe we get all our shit together on earth first and then we can reach Mars like way easier. I mean, that that's the smart way to go. <laughs> it's also the humane way to go, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't have much hope in that happening. Right. I mean, like, I mean, it'd be cool. Elon Musk I'd is like humane. It. You think Mark Zuckerberg is humane? No, man, it takes too much work to do that. <laughs> they want to do it the fast way. Yeah. They want to nuke Mars, get there quick, microwave that shit. Right, yeah, they're fucking getting old quick. It's, time goes by just really quickly. You got to yeah. gotta get on this shit. Sometimes wanna, you got to... They want to be on Mars. They don't want to be, you know, solving the hunger crisis here. They don't want to be... Planting the seeds that will eventually lead to yeah. colonizing Mars. No. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Is there, is that how we're ending the podcast? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan, thank you for doing this. Today. Yeah, dude. Uh, where can people find you in your things? Uh, Burl, look, B-U-R-L. And then also just Jordan, if you're interested in me personally. Yeah. Is yeah, the Jordan Instagram Vargas. for Burl, B-U-U-R-R-L? Um, yeah, I, I can get into this if, if we have a little more time. Um, sure. There's this fucking guy and he has the actual burl just b-u-r-l and i wanted it for a really long time and i've messaged him several times he's like a bubble blowing magician in germany um but i've like kindly met reached out to him like several times like hey man i'll pay you can i just have it? he doesn't even use his instagram mm -hmm. and like he never responded and i just like would send him on like randomly like every year and then eventually he saw him and he's like fuck you fuck your band i'm never giving you and i was like what's your problem dude so then he blocked me Aww. and yeah so yeah yeah if you want to look up that bro and tell him to go fuck himself then uh by all means please do but not like in a bad way it was just like hey maybe you should reconsider no nah, just send him a middle <laughs> finger emoji and be like 
blow a bubble out your ass, dick. That guy's a jerk. That, you know? that would be an interesting trick, though. Yeah, it would. But yeah, um, because of Burl the Bubble Guy, um, I had to use B-U-U-R-R-L. I mean, I guess I could have put Burl Band or something stupid like that, but I don't know. Yeah. No, B-U-U-R-R-L is even more stupid. So I was like, I'll do the stupid way. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. Uh bit depth like just at bit depth is taken by like this guy who also doesn't really seem to use social media very much i haven't reached out to him or anything because he, he actually seems like he actually seems like a generally nice guy he has like a blog or something and just like sometimes goes out in nature and takes pictures of it but like he hasn't posted anything in like four or five years or anything and it's like that kind of thing and i'm like man you seem like a nice guy but like you have bit depth <laughs> uh and then Santiago Ramones is actually like a common name in Latin America. So it's right. not <laughs> like, uh, I I've called my, uh, my name expat unique. Like I have a unique name, but like for America here. Yeah. But in, and when it's, yeah, there's so many Santiago Ramones like, there's yeah. hundreds of Jordan Vargas's in yeah, America. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's why you got the Jorgis Vardan. Yeah, I mean, we all got to make up these fake handles because we're not the original one. There's hundreds of us. Uh, but yeah, uh, or just like, you know, Spotify, bro. Yeah, Spotify, bro. Like Are there right? other burls on Spotify? I think there's like a Japanese band called Burl. Um, they're not active, I don't think, anymore. But um, yeah. New album coming out in the next month. We got a single dropping probably in like two weeks. So yeah, look it up. It, it'll be there. Sweet. Once again, thank you so much. I'm Santiago Ramones. And I'm Jordan Vargas. And then another track of the new album will play at the end of this. Okay. Yeah. You're about to find out. It is this one. Okay. <laughs> Don't land Caught wind and picked it up They won't ever hand it over You don't stand a chance Playing by the rules Never did me any good Pay no mind and speak
You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I made. You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can support me directly by buying my music on Bandcamp. I'm working on Hypothetical, my first singer-songwriter album. So if you'd like to hear that at some point, there are lots of ways to support me on my website. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to all my things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It would mean a lot to me to hear what you have to say, and it lets others know what to expect better than I could ever explain. I want to help the world have deeper conversations. So thank you for listening to and supporting BitDepth. I was in the podcast with my three things. They shaped my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.